What's up, nerds and dorks? Welcome to BG Spoilers. <laughs> it's in my nose. <clears throat> That's all like you enjoyed that one. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and alongside me tonight, I got Eyedrop Roaches. Howdy. And Basehead Hex. What's up? And tonight, we are doing another roundtable review session. You guys had a revelation a few shows back. Um, and I can't claim it all to my own. I have to say that one of the guests I had on one of the shows, Donnie, uh, pointed out that this show, PG Spoilers, is the only show on Proven Gamer that actually has PG in the title. So from this point on, I'm going to refer to this as the Proven Gamer's flagship podcast mm. because it actually has the title in the name PG. of the show. I thought you were going to say we have to keep it all PG from now on. <laughs> no, nah, I'm about to say that's gonna be hard. <laughs> no, nah, I will be the most PG one out of us. <laughs> you guys be yourselves. So I'm gonna break the rules real quick, and I'm going to move my microphone because now that I'm talking normal, I'm blowing up and spiking the audio. Numbers are adding, Daryl. The right. numbers are adding. <laughs> um, so like I said, this is PG spoilers. This is ProvingGamer.com's flagship podcast. It says so in the name. This is our review slash spoiler cast show. So if we mention it on the show, we are probably going to spoil it. Hence why it's called PG Spoiler. So I did there. So roundtable reviews, the way it works is each one of us comes together and we bring a topic, whether it be a movie, a video game, a uh, 1943's record, uh, a comic book. Or some raunchy, gross, disgusting 4chan video that uh, that Hector discovered. Oh. Uh, and we are, <laughs> so what we do is we get together. Everyone brings their own topic to discuss. We have not talked about these things amongst each other yet. So you, the audience, the listeners, will be getting entertained and figuring this thing out as we do. So, I mean, granted, I know kind of generally with air quotes what you're going to talk about but you never know you might throw a curveball and it could be some weird futon fart video <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah i think i might have something 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 queued up so before we get into the nitty-gritty if you guys will go to provinggamer.com uh check out the sponsors the affiliates the links all the business um if you will do the amazons do the um Patreons, all that stuff. Give it all a look. Uh, there's various um, links and different things you can check out on the website. We'd greatly appreciate it. It supports the website. It lets us do new things. lets us try new things, sometimes weird things. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of want a little inside baseball, a little behind the scenes. So the other day when I was doing the PG spoilers with uh, Tricky, the owner of Proving Gamer, and... Um, we were doing the... No, actually, I think I was doing Trophy Horrors. I was a guest on Trophy Horrors a few weeks ago. Which, by the way, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all that stuff, and check out Trophy Horrors, as well as this show, PG Spoilers. And so, like, we have the agenda. See, with this show, it's free form. You guys are bringing your stuff up, you know, to the, to the table. And we only use the agenda. We only use notes if we're talking about something in-depth together as a collective unit. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, uh... With the housekeeping and all that stuff, all that stuff like is way plugged in, like on the Trevi Horrors agenda. So I went in and just changed things. You know, I edited in like 
I put a few wiener jokes in there. <laughs> you know, I put in like this one section of the notes where Tricky was like explaining how Twitch Prime or Twitch Prime Amazon Prime works. So, for example, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, okay, you get Twitch Prime for free. Twitch Prime is like a monthly spiff, like a little five, I think it's like five bucks or something like that you get in your Twitch account. So if there's like a, a, a content creator that you watch on the regular, you can donate that $5 to them. Oh, so it's like their version of Patreon? Or, right. some, or just Something a donating similar. type and, of... And it's, and, and it's, I think uh, Mixer has embers. So like you just, you know, you get these little, little embers, what they call them. It's like digital currency. Uh, but with Twitch Prime, or, you know, with Twitch, you know, with Twitch Prime, you have this in your account every month because of your Amazon membership, and it's a way to support the Twitch creators that you that you watch. But you have to give it, do it every month. So, for example, if you are watching this show live on Twitch, which we can't do yet, maybe one day, uh, and you're a Amazon Prime member, you have this little five dollar credit. You can go give that to us. So Tricky had in the notes how to how that breaks down. So out of that, how much of that money actually goes to the website? Because it's only a percentage, you know. Yeah, a percentage of it pays. You have to pay out taxes, all that bullcrap. Yeah, there's only a small amount of that five dollars actually makes it to the content creator. And um, so he was putting that on there, and so I just went in and like changed. Said so if you donate the five dollars, we actually only get two dollars of it, and then I put in there so that and we use that to buy our weed. (laughs) You know how like (laughs) so you know how like on uh, uh, Anchorman like they change the the stuff on the teleprompter. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, Tricky reads their housekeeping like verbatim. Oh, okay. And so every, oh, end of, so every you can episode, sneak in a little yes. something and get them. So I was changing stuff, <laughs> but he caught it. I was like, crap. <laughs> but um, like you know, like with Ron Burgundy on Anchorman, they're like put a question mark at the end of the teleprompter, so he like read something out. He was like, stay classy. Yeah. <laughs> with a question mark. So I was hoping that like Tricky would get tripped up and say, so you know, if you if you're an Amazon Prime member, you have Twitch Prime. If you have Twitch Prime, want to go on Twitch, you can give it to us and you substitute it and blah 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 blah, and then we can buy our wheat. Wait, what? <laughs> but unfortunately, he caught it. So ah, anyways, well. I I told that story to explain part of the housekeeping. So if you are listening to the show and you're an Amazon Prime member, you have Twitch Prime. Go give us on money. Twitch. Follow Proven Gamer and donate that money to Proven Gamer. See? See how I did that? They take Bitcoin? I think, what's that, Libra? Is that the new Facebook currency? For real? Yeah, they're getting ready to bust out their own digital Facebook currency. Facebook's coming out with their own currency. So check it out. So uh, Facebook is mining all of your data because you have oh, a Facebook yeah. account. They're selling that data to advertisers. They're taking the money that they have made. Now they're investing in digital currency. Yeah, that's a that that was something that got brought up on a podcast about it. I think they did, I think he worded it like saying that we didn't realize how much data was going to become a commodity. Yeah, I think, that or, mm-hmm. I, um, I don't. Want... Yeah, sounds a little crazy though. It or does. I mean, I don't, who knows? Was what, what kind? You know, it's weird, and this is a definite conversation for another day. But it's weird how I can say out loud, "Oh, dang, I need to buy something," and then the next time I turn on <laughs> yeah. social media. It's I'm being advertised by mm-hmm. Amazon. Yeah, I see my kayaks every it's now like, and then when I uh, mm-hmm. go on Facebook now. It's like, man, I lost my TV remote. I wish I could find it. 
Like two hours later, <laughs> Facebook. So <laughs> you ever lose your TV remote? <laughs> exactly. Go to Amazon Prime right now. All right, yeah. so I got a funny story. You ever seen the movie Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Man, if I did, no, no, I, I, I lied. I lied. Remember? Okay, it's, okay, it's not that one. It's actually Dogma. It's one of the other ones. Anyways, you remember the Jay and Silent Bob movies? You had Mall Rats, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and then there's a movie called Dogma. Did that have counter rear? I know. Never mind. I'm getting that mixed up with another movie, I think. No. But anyways, Jay and Silent Bob, they're funny movies. There's this part where, like, he's uh, Jay, the tall, skinny one long hair. He's, like, yelling at his chick. And he's like, he's like, guys like us just don't follow the sky, you know? And about that time, Chris Rock falls from the sky. He's like an angel that's coming to lead them to the rest of the show. Oh, man. He, like, sees him hit the ground and he looks up and he's like, Big titty naked chicks don't just fall out of the sky, oh. you know. Just kind of like oh, yeah. hoping that that would happen. <laughs> dang! <laughs> and so I was—that's what it reminds me of when yeah. I say out loud, "Oh, dang! I lost my fill in the blank." Yeah. And Amazon advertises it to me. It makes me want to say absurd stuff. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Some. Yeah. They. They said that even to wait. Some. Some of them. Some of the examples are you talking about that you've just said it. Or you've actually searched it and well, then you saw that's it. That's the thing. So that's where some people on podcasts said that they've just spoke about it. Yeah, that's thinking what happened, about me, their phones or to me Siri or, or yeah. uh, whichever listening. Oh, absolutely. That's what that's, that's what's happened to me and my wife. We've mentioned do it, buying something, and then it's immediately advertised to us on Facebook. And um, there's another podcast. I forget which one it was, but it was basically somebody breaking down the algorithm. And they said, it was like a, they said basically this, it was like, I know everyone thinks that Amazon and places like that, um, that Facebook is like just listening to you talk through your microphone and then selling that information. And they said, if you honestly knew how the algorithm worked, you'd actually prefer that they were listening to you, not that they have you mapped the way that they do. Uh, in other words, the algorithm that they use is so detailed and has us all broken down into numbers to us in, in such a way that it's like you kind of just wish they were just listening. Yeah, that we weren't that easy to be broken down into numbers. Yeah, it, it's all right. I'm doing it again. Now I'm moving the mic again because my neck hurts. <laughs> all right, yeah. so let's get into the show. Um. We'll go around the table real quick and just kind of give everybody a brief update on what's been going on. I will start us off, and then I will be the last one to go when it comes to our roundtable review. I've been playing a little bit of video games lately. Um, I've been playing Arkham Knight. I really, really, really wanted to have that game beat so I could talk about it tonight. Arkham Knight came out in 2015. It was made by Rocksteady. It's available on Xbox One, PC, and PS4. Open world Batman Arkham game. Holy crap, it is so freaking good. As a Batman fan, I've played all the Arkham games up to that one. And I played it on a live stream for our old podcast, Remember the Loot, which eventually became the Loot Bros. But I feel like archived on ProvenGamer.com somewhere is that that video of us playing. We all, I think it's the same night we all dressed like Batman or I dressed like Batman. Oh, y'all did that? No, dude, we did a bunch of stupid crap. <laughs> that sounds very entertaining. It really is. It was Batman super Batman playing Batman. Oh, yeah. Um, but we played some Batman that night, and it was it was really good, but it was one of those games that was like super, super big. Oh, world. okay, yeah. And I was like, mm, I don't really have time for this right now. I'll wait. And then um, what I ended up doing was putting it off forever, you know. So uh, a f- 
few months back, I decided I'm going to start it, and I just been kind of chipping away at it, you know. And oh my gosh, the story is amazing, the gameplay, the graphics, it is so freaking good. And I just kind of want to drop a little, a couple points about it right here, and then I'm gonna let it go for now. But in the last game, Arkham City, the Joker died. And basically, what he was doing was he was taking uh, the it's called Venom, which is the toxin that the serum necessarily that um bane used to get all big and strong you know and he mixed it with like his joker serum and it's called titan you know? ah. anyway so he he od'd on titan and at the end of the game batman has the cure and i believe he breaks the vial he breaks the cure and the joker eventually dies he had od'd on this titan stuff so when this game came out, you know, it was advertised like with Scarecrow and the nightmare, um, like a nightmare scenario. And I remember it was like, okay, Scarecrow's taking over the city. He's put out like uh, the Scarecrow gas that makes people hallucinate and see their worst fears. So uh, when the, yeah, and I forgot about him. Yeah. And, and then now I was just about to say, I wonder what, what his abilities would oh, be. Dude. Was he ever a real? Was he? He's still a real person. Or he's, he's a real person. Yeah. A, he's, okay. a, he's, he's actually he's, a real person, but he just wears like a funky like yeah. a sack over his head and like a scary get up. But like when he scratches you or and stabs you and injects you with his toxin, you start seeing crazy stuff. So anyway, so um, and the game was advertised to where you think that Scarecrow's the big bad, and then this new guy, the Arkham Knight, which is a guy wearing kind of military fatigues. With a variation of like a Batman helmet, but that covers his entire face. He yeah. looks really cool. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, the Arkham Knight, that's the new guy, uh, Scarecrow, whatever. So Joker's dead. You're like, okay, well, this isn't a Batman Joker story. But you couldn't be more wrong because Batman is infected with Joker's blood. Oh. And so he is hallucinating at every turn and he sees the Joker. So every major story beat, sometimes randomly, just kind of grappling from building to building in the city, the Joker just pops up, and he commentates everything around you. Oh my gosh, it is some of the best dialogue ever. The main story of the game almost takes a backseat to the dialogue you're having with the Joker, and the Joker's constantly like, come on, Bats, let's show the let's show Gotham the real dynamic duo, you and me, and he like does all this stuff you'll grapple to the top of a building and then right as you get to the top of it the joker will poke his head i was like what's up bats oh dang. and then like there's this one scene i was telling zach about this at work the other day where like you get outside this building that all the, the arkham knight troops are out there these military guys they got these turrets set up so they see you you grapple to the top of the building and they just open fire with these turrets right so then the Joker's like, don't worry, Bats. I'll get him. And he jumps out in front of it. And then he just starts getting shot. He's like, uh, 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 and he falls down <laughs> and pretends he's dead. <laughs> but then he sits up laughing because he's a hallucination. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. Oh, dude, I can't even tell you the amount of just hilarious stuff that has happened in this game. And super serious stuff. Because there's this one scene where you think someone's really close to you is getting ready to kill themselves because essentially what's happening is the joker toxin makes people go crazy and then they commit suicide and this you get to this scene you put your hand up in this glass you're trying to tell this person do not kill yourself 
That person picks up the gun, puts the gun to the side of their head, and right as they pull the trigger, the Joker steps in from the side of the screen. And as soon as his head lines up with that one's, he pulls the trigger and blows his own head off. Oh. And you never actually see that person die. You Dang. What you see is the Joker kind of step in, kill himself, and fall. Dang, it's dude. Just, that is pretty. That's a it pretty. Is so. Ah. So so dude, good. Part part of that is while you were describing that, uh, you were reminding me back being back in that room when I played the VR one. Yeah. and everything was changing and yes, and, and, yes, yeah. So it's like that because you because if to that point you'll look at something and you'll look away and you'll look back and the Joker's standing there leaning yeah. on it and then sometimes he talks to you sometimes he doesn't and then one final thing and I'll let it go. Okay, so close. You're getting close. I'm close. Like let's say seventy five percent through the game, right? Um, well, maybe the sixty percent mark, but either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, there's a there's a scene where the uh, the scarecrow has gotten the, the technology he needed, has mass produced his toxin, and has now detonated a bomb that has made an a cloud of scarecrow toxin over all of Gotham. Okay, you're standing on top of this roof, and you have this piece that you you have had to go retrieve. You got to jump off the this uh, this building. You got to land in the Batmobile, and you have to like put this piece in to make a shield around the Batmobile so that it's no longer affected by the toxin, right? But while you're doing that, you're going to fight off bad guys, and you're going to get infected by the Scarecrow toxin. So it's basically like a shield, you know. You're adding to it. So, anyways, so you're having a conversation. You're you're uh, with Alfred, your butler. He he's brought up on your little. Oh, your little uh, display or whatever, the yeah. hologram, yeah. And he's like, "Sir, Br- Master Bruce, please don't do this. This is reckless, even for you." And you're like, "Sorry, Alfred. There's no other way." And the whole <laughs> time you're talking to him, the Joker is in the, standing beside you, egging you on. And he's like, "Come on, bats!" And he goes, he turns around backwards, and he just throws his hands and feet in the air and falls into the cloud of scarecrow talks and like he's fallen into a pit of money you know and it's so funny because you're diving off of this building right and you're diving head first and it's super serious the music's super intense but yet beside you is the joker basking i mean just and it. just having like a blast yes going through all of this he is enjoying the worst the worst fears batman's worst nightmares are being played out in front of him and you got this hallucination of the joker and it's heaven to him. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but here's Batman. And it's, dude, it's done so well. Dang. Like, it is so good. I'm at the end of it. I don't really want it to be over. But, you know, it is what it is. So, I I, I wanted to bring that together tonight as my my um, long-form discussion topic and all that stuff. But, yeah. And I know I've probably talked about it way too much now as it is. But, <laughs> either way. Small round table. Yeah, small. Before we get to the big <laughs> yeah, round table. This is, this is the appetizer. Yeah. yeah. I, I might even talk about this longer and I'll talk about what I brought. But either way, <laughs> it's super, super good. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, if you have Xbox, um, it's on Game Pass now. I mean, the game's only like, the game's like usually on sale for like 10 bucks as it is. This came out four years ago, but um, I highly oh. recommend it. Oh, I thought you said. Batman oh. Arkham Knight. Oh, if it's on it's on PlayStation, but I know it just got added to, it to Game Pass. That kind of goes to show how how behind I am with yeah. games. Yeah. Well, me too, man. Like here I am. It's 2019, and I'm just now getting to the 2015 section of my shelf. Oh man, you got it like that? No. no I'm about to I, say you got it categorized no, by year. No, no. That's actually they're in alphabetical <laughs> order, but yeah. 
No, it just I, I I stay away from stuff that gets too big, um, and then I'll play something new. But then the last like new game I bought was Days Gone, and it's like really big. It's way bigger than this. So I played it for a couple hours. I was like, oh, this is good, but I just don't have that kind of time right now, and I can't play that in front of the kids. But Batman Arkham Knight, I've been able to play in front of them so far, and I haven't had anything. The closest thing I was worried about was the suicide scene, but mm. the Joker interfered with that, you know, in my yeah. hallucination. And then when it was all said and done, spoilers, you find out that person's not even dead anyways. So that was good, you know, for the that, kids because they're like, Oh no, oh no. Yeah. I was like, Oh crap, that's kinda that's kinda heavy. It's like, yeah. Oh, I'll sleep yeah. on the couch tonight. <laughs> Well, I was like, no, nah, <laughs> no, nah, I was like, no, nah. I was like, come on, guys, it's it's comic book game. That that's not real. But I was sitting there thinking, oh man, that uh, <laughs> that person's dead. Uh, you can kind of thank the Joker. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so that's me. That's what I've been up to. Um, that's what I've been, you know, delving into. I mean, I cut down a tree earlier. That was that's about the only other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so cut down the tree and got hit in the face by it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zach, what'd you mount to? Uh, not much, just working, and I played a little bit of games, but I've actually jumped back into GTA Online, so that smells bad, Daryl. Hey, you like it. Uh, oh, <laughs> man, I smell it now. <laughs> That's, your <God>. <laughs> That's your favorite. Uh. <laughs> you all love farts, man, come on. That. But, I mean, yeah, GTA Online has been pretty enjoyable. But other than that, I've been playing my Switch. And uh, I just bought Resident Evil 4 and another game that I'm going to talk about later. But other than that, that's it. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Yeah, I heard a podcast earlier today where um, someone, uh, one of the... One of the reviewers for IGN or something like that he was like yeah um, if he had to review Resident Evil 4 on the Switch he said he would give it an off the charts perfect review really yeah. And it's kind of like an ongoing joke on that show that like you can't give a off the charts review you know what I'm saying like off the charts it's like if it's better yeah. than a 10 it's off the charts mm. um, but uh no, like, you can't do that. He goes, if I had to review that again today on the Switch, yeah, it would get off the charts. So, that makes me even more excited yep. to play it. So, Hello? go ahead, Hector. Uh, oh man, he ain't long winded like me. I can't shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well. Uh. I did a little bit more hiking, going around, walking around through a congaree, uh, last week, and. uh probably came across the biggest pine tree i've ever seen in my life there you go it was it was pretty massive you probably needed about four people to wrap your arms around that maybe Jeez, three dang on, that's a big tree yeah it, yeah it, it was huge and uh uh saw some cool stuff and actually had a conversation with a random person that we just happened to uh pass by and had a cool little random 20 minute conversation and uh that's a cool little experience and then uh I saw the movie uh, I Am Mother, and uh, I thought that one was pretty good because uh, it's, it's it's about a uh, robot that's taking uh, that's raising a, a human, and uh, of course 
the more you find out, the uh, you know, the girl grows up and she starts finding out certain things about the robot, and then another she ends up coming in contact with another human. And of course, what the human tells her and what her mother tells her are two completely different things, and it's a little bit creepy. It, it is kind of creepy, man. If you had uh, this droid as your mother, because it's you know it's emotionless. It's still got a humanoid body, but it's it doesn't really got like a actual face or like facial features. Not really like an eye kind of type thing. Just like one light and like these two other things that move around its mouth, but it doesn't really actually smile or anything like that but it's kind of creepy to have that because uh of course when girl starts figuring out what's really been going on then uh mother's not exactly the nicest thing in the world and come to realize of course this girl is not the first human to have been raised by her because uh, all the other ones have failed her by her standards so i get it 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 course changes in the end and uh it's creepy man i mean there's been a lot of movies like that lately man or i mean there's certain themes that's been going on uh you know ai and then stuff like that but uh i thought that one was pretty good though it had that had that's own its own little uh taste with it and uh makes me think about black mirror you know, I know we'll save that one for another, but like, it, it, I can't help but always go back to that because those, a lot of those shows, those different scenarios of, you know, the future, I was like, man, you know, I just keep saying, we just never, no telling how much weirder the future's going to be because I don't know if you know about TikTok, but, um, I'm just now kind of coming around it. And oh, is that it's, the, the app where the videos? Or people record like little short videos. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's it's you know another thing that a bunch of followers do just it's like the do bomb. something that everybody else is doing. Yeah, that's how I look at it. But you know, I'm not a big social media fan, so um, Me but man, it's so weird. It is so weird the things that are becoming a trend. Then you know, I already said the other the, the, on the other shows. Uh, we uh, I found out about the mukbang. You know, people want to pay people <laughs> uh, eating food, and a trend on this. TikTok, I think, I think from what I was trying to do a little bit of Googling with it, I think uh, it mixed with this Musical.ly app, and it's, I think it just started off as just lip syncing to songs. I, I think know. I've seen something yeah, there. There, there yeah. was an old app called Musical.ly that, that was extremely popular. For, yeah, I think that's <laughs> that why, and Vine combined, but, I guess. Yeah, but, there's a lot more memes on TikTok now, but that's how it started. Well, there's a lot of... Um, strange unique people who get on there um you know like witches and stuff <clears throat> showing their crystals <laughs> oh, and i'm out you know like, uh, <laughs> i was never weird on people board, and, but i'm out dude there's there's a trend where i guess i think they're only like 15 seconds i'm not sure but it's a trend for people to talk like they're in a war scenario and a lot of the people <laughs> that i've seen that they've been shown on the podcast a lot of these people are um you know, a little touched. How, that's how they say on the uh, podcast. You know, either on the spectrum, you know, you know, autistic on different levels. Uh, a lot of these, these is at least the ones that I've seen. <laughs> a lot of these people have been talking like this, like they're in war scenarios. So this kid's sitting here with his uh, green and and yellow a little assault rifle, and he's like, "You got, you got to dress that, <laughs> you got to dress that wound, man. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna be able to make it over the night. We're gonna have to survive the gunfight." You know, and it's only like a fifteen second of that, 
And then another person is like, this is Captain Marcel. My sister went down. I'm going down to the mountain. I'm going to go rescue my sister. Call for help. This is Captain Marcel. Out. That, this, that's a, that's a trend. <laughs> Somehow this is a trend on an app that's probably going to be, you know, a ridiculously popular app. And so, I don't get oh, the, it already is. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of <laughs> LARPing. LARPing. <laughs> LARPing. Live yeah, action was... role play when people were like, oh, right, so yeah. <laughs> we used to try, I mean, I know you know this, but for the listeners, maybe you're new. Um, We used to be in a band and we used to travel and we toured a good bit, you know, not like by huge signed, inter- you know, like making big money standards, but like by three, four, five days in a row kind of things, whatever. They were balling. We so we had like a band that we had a couple bands that we would like travel with and we'd show swap. So like up up and down the coast, you know, we would show swap with a bunch of, with a handful of bands. So it's like, hey, we're from South Carolina, they're from North Carolina, these guys are from Florida, Georgia, whatever. Let's what we're gonna do is we're gonna book shows consistently and then we'll put each other on those shows so that while we're traveling we have guaranteed nights to play with locals that draw. So for example, we call our buddies in learning how to die if we're going to play you know, uh, in the upstate or towards north carolina um we'd call some of the locals uh like a vast and some of that for the greenville spartanburg area um you know, we call some of the guys from different places whatever so <laughs> we're doing like one of our little runs with learning how to die and they're like they said something about larping i'm like what's that they're like well larping is live action role play i was like what and they said yeah, what we do is we make these foam swords and staffs and stuff, <laughs> and we go to parks and we pretend we're in a battle. Oh God! <laughs> and, and I was like, "What?" He goes, "Nah, dude. Like we beat the freak out of each other." And like, and that's like a thing. Like people dress up like wizards and yeah. warriors and stuff, and like they Comic Con, but all day kind of. What's that? Yes. And then movie role models. Movie role models. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, like, so that movie's I, awesome. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was like larping. What? And then. The movie role models came out. And I was like, "Holy crap, that's what they do!" It's, oh. it's hilarious. Anyways, but that's what they do when you're on the battlefield. Like you're in character. Yeah. So yeah. like you can't yeah, like Civil War reenactments. Yes. <laughs> oh man, this is what it's come down to now. So all, all oh. this is is the is the, the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter version of that. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah and. and- <laughs> <laughs> one of my, uh, since I was around a lot of family in the past week, uh, one of the younger, youngest generations, he's always on his phone and stuff, and he told me that he just made a video, he just said he made a video on that TikTok of half of his face, and I, I don't know, I don't remember if he said it, he said anything in particular, but it's just a video of half of his face and 22,000 likes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 22,000? Yeah, I mean, I know, God, I, I know, like, uh, it's making me think, like, last time, how I, I think I might have said, like, uh, I don't focus, I try not to focus on the things that are, that I can't control and stuff, but, like, that's not, I'm not meaning nothing that I can't control, but I'm, like, yeah, I know I'm making fun of it, just because I can, and, <laughs> but that don't mean, I mean, pretty much, I might be able to talk bad about something, man, but at the end of it, you still do you, it just ain't for me, but right. I still think you're all weird. Right, you know, for but it's teaching our own man. It's still we're that's how I feel about a lot of very complex. There's a lot of things in this world that just gross me to freak out. Yeah, you know. And at the end of the day, like me, 
<laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. But now, at the end of the day, it's like this, the freedoms that protect me and my interests also protect you and yours. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I might make fun of you because I don't like what you're doing, and it's not for me at all. But, like, live-action role-play, LARPing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never <laughs> thought that was cool. Sorry, guys, if you're listening. Oh, man. Like, yeah, it, it, it's but, weird. It, it just trends... Uh, I just get so confused with trends, man. It's, it's dude, such easy, easy distractions. I mean, hey, <laughs> I, guess I mean, it could, it keep, I guess it keeps the world spinning. Could be. But at least you know, since I, I know on that particular podcast, podcast there, I don't know how you know. I, I know there's a lot of people who use it, but uh, it's like, well, I mean, at least people are still finding their own little lane to be able yeah. to get into. I mean, wouldn't you want to put that in your resume? 22,000 likes on the, my TikTok video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. So, and he may or may or may not listen to this show. Probably not. But one of our old, one of our old podcast ho- uh, co-hosts, Josh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say podcast hoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, again, Josh. Still plus. Um, nah. He, he posted a meme. You know when that dude with the big neck was going yeah. around? <laughs> yeah. He posted a picture. Like, there's this, like, that black dude that's got the real thick neck. And people oh, were posting. Lifters or well, no, just some he had like a mugshot. I think it was. Yeah, it like a, yeah, he had a mugshot, but he's got his real thick neck. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, his his traps were huge. He just this, it looked like his neck. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he so um, everyone was posting these neck memes, and Josh posts a neck meme, and it was the guy from like the bottom of his neck up his head, and it was in the in like an ocean, and it said the Loch Neck Monster. So the Loch Ness monster, yeah. <laughs> and he got like twenty thousand likes. It was like ten, fifteen, twenty thousand, and oh. it was like every couple thousand likes he got and shares he was getting, he was texting us, and he was like, genuinely, like I finally made, it. I finally, <laughs> I finally became, I finally became oh. social media famous, and it was like I finally became a moment, <laughs> dude. He and like. And the thing is, he's told me so many times, like his, that's what he wants. He wants to be famous. He wants to be recognized and noticed. Yeah. And that's why he does all his weightlifting pictures and videos. And he's got like 45,000 pictures of him, you know, every, every day. And he does little music videos. And yep, sure enough. And so, and that's a thing for people, man. That like, that matters to people. Like, it doesn't matter to me. You know, so that, yeah, that's still that weird but, conundrum because I'll, I'll say, I mean, well, it's different degrees of attention wanting and then attention whoring, and then you know, like I said, we're doing yeah. this, but I'm, dude, I, I made two posts for the first time on Facebook like last week. Mm-hmm. It was just two lines from a poem or whatever. I already, am, I already feel cringy that I did that. Yeah, because I haven't, I haven't been on social media for so long. I'm like, oh, there I go sharing something again. Oh, like, who cares, <laughs> man? Who I cares? Why even do that? You should delete it, dude. You know, I, like I'm just, I do the same just, thing. I'm just such in a weird, weird spot with it. it. I do the same thing so much because it's like I, I ha- we have like our podcast group, and I feel like I can post and talk freely in there. That's like a safe space. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I just post on my my normal account, just my my name, like. I just feel weird, like it's yeah, it's like it's fishing. I'm fishing for something, and like and I, and yeah. now that I'm doing so, now that I'm doing the second job, I do feel like I need to put things out there more. You know, what I'm saying I, I feel like if I'm going to be contacting you through social media, you know, what I'm saying for like a 
business purpose, then I do need to make my profile as you know, more active and it needs to be approachable. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. don't, I, I need people to trust that I am who I say I am. I'm not just a random picture on there, you know? And so like for me, I'm like, I've been trying to share old photos of me and the kids and me and the wife and just doing stuff. And like, it's weird because I have always equated posting things online to like, okay, I need you to like my picture now, mm-hmm. you know, like, to, <laughs> you know, like, and and, I, and I've put I put stuff out there occasionally just so that like fa- friends and family who aren't so close to me like know that hey we're alive this is what we're doing you know yeah and um and there are certain family members over the years that like that is the majority of the contact we have is I'll put a picture or something on Facebook or like old church members and people I used to do a lot of stuff with ten years ago you know yeah like we've moved on separate sides of the state and whatever um. Yeah, just stuff like that. Like, people that I loosely keep contact with. So, like, social media is good for that kind of stuff. But I feel, I always feel attention-seeking when I post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it's in this private group of ours yeah. of friends, of which then you know that if I'm posting something in there, it's because I want you guys to know about it. Whether it's a video game sale or a show that's out or a subscription service that's worth it or, or you know, whatever. Like, today I posted that we were recording tonight, you know? And I, I I post it in there because I want to I'll remind people that hey we're still actively doing things that the old show doesn't exist anymore currently, but the new show is 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 a thing that we're moving forward with and yeah because unfortunately a lot of people didn't necessarily tra- tra- come from the old show to the new one a lot of people still ask oh y'all are you recording you're doing podcast still I'm like yeah we had to land the plane on the last one everyone kind of went their separate ways so that you know but. Yeah, I get it. It's social media. For yeah, it's, it all depends too. on how you use it. I, get, I think one yeah. thing that's a, at least it's a difference. Certain people are at least aware of it and say that they're aware of it instead of the people who are just beyond, just absorbed in, just sucked in. But well, like my thing is like I don't know. It's like you, we, me, and you talked off off mic before, but it was like when I when I talk about writing and performing and. Uh, recording music and stuff like that, you know, and like in the podcast too. It was like my wife's like, so like you're just doing this for attention, and I'm like, well, no, of course not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's like I, I enjoy the act of recording. I love when we all get together, hang out, and talk, and you know, saying goof off or whatever. This is so much fun. And at the end of the day, I'm going to edit this. I'm going to add our intro or outro things that you know we have created and i'm going to put it out there to be consumed so yes seeking the feedback and attention is part of it but not like in a notice me way it's yeah, like a, yeah it's not like posting a picture of yourself it's weird yeah, it's all on how you use it's it weird. Yeah, and still. my wife has a way of saying things that like cut to the bone yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like oh so you're just like seeking attention i mean well like that just the way she said it, it was just like, destroyed yeah. you yeah it was like you just really that's uh, an oversimplification of what i'm going for but yeah i mean like yeah that's part of it but like not like that's not like why i'm doing it but like yeah you do need to kind of listen to it yeah. So yeah, I do need your attention to listen to the thing that I made, so that you can be entertained, and I'm seeking that. Oh gosh, she's right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's what she that just boils it down to. Oh gosh, she's right. I'm I'm broken. <laughs> yeah. It. 
Yeah, I'm um, on the same boat with the social media things. Like now, I, I mainly just post memes or something video game related. Yep. Rarely, I will share something serious. You said something vegan related. Memes. Oh, I thought you said, said memes. I thought you said you do memes and then something vegan memes related. Video games. Video oh, game. video games. Yeah, yeah, I think he said something vegan the related. Video games. No, if he was a vegan, he'd have to tell you every fifteen minutes. <laughs> the playable uh, TV pictures. Yeah. By the way, I'm a vegan. Did you know I play video games? Yeah, <laughs> the next it's a vegan simulator. Me being a vegan. I, was, I bought this game on my Switch. You know, because I don't eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have a VR. They're gonna have a vegan garden. What's the VR simulator? Oh, you didn't know VR stands for vegan reality? reality? <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> vegan reality. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I, get, well. I play organic only games. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah I'll Shot, play. we need that sound effect. Shots fired. Yeah. Shoots. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'll play that PlayStation if it's uh, gluten free. <laughs> What's this controller matter? What what materials oh, is this made man, out of? Yeah, but they they killed an animal to get this. Uh, There's some ivory in there from elephant tusk. <laughs> Dear Lord, all right, all right. Well, that being said, you guys kind of want to move on into the meat of it and bring our. We're going to the big round table. I'm going to end it on one one quick thing. All right, go go. <laughs> I gotta share a fart that I came across on a podcast. Go for it. So this dude has been wanting right to now. get. He's been talking about his mom. Can fart, his mom's fart game is ridiculous. Oh my god! And he's been trying to get it. He get video for so long, and he finally did. Uh, the look of horror on her face is priceless, <laughs> and he's already got mugs and t-shirts made. I'm gonna end Bruh, up getting one too, do it, man. Do it, do it. Dude, do it's it. so funny, but the, all right, listen. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let me. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. This is a magical moment. Let's do volume up, and let's 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 watch. I can't believe I'm finally. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. That was what a good what twelve, thirteen seconds. Dude, the look Bruh. of horror on her face is so priceless. Oh and then gosh. she's an older Peruvian lady that's got uh, the Spanish accent. She's like, yeah. Tommy, you're not my son anymore. <laughs> and he's just dying laughing, man. Dude, she, he talked to her afterwards on the next podcast. Uh-huh. And he's talking to her on the phone on the podcast. And he's telling her, man, wow, people are loving it. They want you to start your own website. They want you to start <laughs> making fart videos and stuff. She is so disappointed in herself. <laughs> uh, I love it, man. I love. It. He tortures his mom, but that's so funny. That was a good fart. Bro. I can't. I can't do that. So okay, so I stumbled across a video the other day where it was like some Australian chick that like she the the title of the video was like um, farting in public when you're lactose intolerant. Ooh. So it was like. Ooh. Oh, I gotta watch this. <laughs> so she, I clicked the video, and she was basically like, "I'm lactose intolerant, but I love to drink milk and have dairy, and it makes me fart like crazy." Oh so no! So it's literally her, just a, a montage of her holding her phone up and then just ripping these ridiculous farts, <laughs> and then you just see the people around her just going, just oh, like it was like family members in public in the in the grocery stores. She was sitting at work oh. and just. And she was like holding her phone kind of down, like, you know, like, 
Yeah. yeah. Like, just, well, you couldn't, you but... can't see it over her shoulder, but it's like this. But you, she can see the person behind her. And yeah. she's like, Burr. and then that person's like, oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> you ever uh, watch the. So uh, funny. Dude, there's a guy who can burp ridiculously loud, and he just walks into this random place and just. Burr. Oh my. I love those reactions too, man. Oh my God. That's so disgusting. Y'all were watching Jack Vale fart pranks. Uh uh-uh. uh. I've heard him. <laughs> Gosh, dude, I can't find the, I can't find it. But there is one that he did. He has like a fake fart button, but they make pretty yeah. decently sounding yeah. oh, farts. Yeah. I bought your dad so many of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he walked out and purposely stopped in front of like a group of like they were probably in college. Yeah, they were like having drinks and stuff. He like walked out in front of them and stopped, so they stopped, and he squatted down. <laughs> And let one rip. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh my God, man. Bro. It was great. You crazy, man. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. dude. So my dad, this is freaking disgusting. And so what he'll do is he'll go, we'll be walking places, and he'll get in front of you. If he gets in front of you, you just need to move. Because he's only getting in front of you to crop dust you. <laughs> And he will get in front of you and then, like, bend down like he's going to pick a penny or something off the ground. And usually that's what he's doing. But he's also letting them rip, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, my dad <laughs> loves to fart in public. Just, <laughs> I still haven't, like, well, I don't fart too often now that I think about it. Since I've been taking protein, protein shakes again, yeah. that does get him rumbling again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't had the balls to ever do that. And I don't think I ever have. No, I, just, I, think I, I try have not to be rude. Too. Yeah, I mean. So. Yeah, I try to save them for like special occasions. Yeah, that's weird. I try to gross <laughs> out friends gotta, than random people. Right. <laughs> if I gotta go really bad, you know, I'll steer away from a crowd and just kind of go that way. I've but learned that I try my, not to crop dust. My farts like magnets, so it's basically like when I let one go, <laughs> someone coming. comes over there. It's like <laughs> it, uh, it just, especially at work because like you can't see anybody on that beside that wall that's by my machine. Yeah. Oh, I got a funny story. Then we need to get into <laughs> so. Somebody took my drop cords because douchebags at work like to take my drop cords all the time. Like somebody takes my water hose. Yeah, so, <laughs> was that me? Scott. I might have been Scott. So, um, so I got my fan <laughs> plugged up behind that grill over there by the laser. Yeah. Okay. So like it barely reaches me like when I'm standing by the laser. And I had just like, just wearing them out. Just the worst parts <laughs> ever. All right. That muscle farm protein I'm taking, yeah. it just, it just, it's gross. It's mm-hmm. gut rot. <laughs> so I forgot that little Zach was working with me the other day. Cause he was like cleaning off that shelf of all the scrap and stuff. Yeah. I thought he walked off. I thought he was done, you know? So I get over to the machine. I'm checking the machine and I just let one rip, dude. It was just, <laughs> it was awful. And so basically, the fan carries it, and then it hits that wall right there, and just kind of travels just down. Just kind of smushes it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's almost like I threw a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just standing so on the machine. Made that a game. I can't see, and he goes, "Oh God, Daryl!" Only Daryl. I was like, "What?" He's like, "Man, you just cried in my face." Oh man. <laughs> but he's like 20 feet away, dude. I that, wonder. Somebody needs to make that a game. I wonder if you were to put three fans on three corners of the laser. I've done it. I've done it. Okay. 
So he can ricochet a fart. So where my where my well, that fan I was telling you right? Yeah. If you turn it ninety degrees, it, it hits the small tumbler by my office. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's a wall there. Okay. Directly to the right is the fan for the robot. <laughs> which faces the opposite direction. Yeah. So what I would do when Tanner worked there, our old podcast, I would fart in front of the fan. It would hit the wall, and it would get sucked up by his fan, and it would blow it at him oh, and his table. Man. So I was farting in like a horseshoe. Yeah. Yeah, I would fart. You go. <laughs> Dude, I wonder how far you could actually like. If we had Throw like tw- you know like 10, 10 fans and like set them up as far we as we can shoot. to see how far we could actually <laughs> we, we, we can, can make TikTok videos of <laughs> those yeah. fart yeah. reaction <laughs> videos of how long it takes for the fart to get there <laughs> we can rig them up so we can rig them up to go to shipping and hit Phil in the face <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> we get all the guys in the shop oh, and fart at the same time that would be great. Oh, oh my gosh! This is what we've become. We came, <laughs> we came here to talk about other stuff. We talking about rigging up fans and farting. Uh, <laughs> chain, chain fart. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right. Zach. Oh man. Take the floor. Tell All us right. what you brought to the table today. It's not a fart. So, <laughs> the Nintendo Switch, as you guys know, I absolutely love it, but. I haven't been able to play it a whole lot lately because, well, I just haven't played it. I was just trying to make up an excuse and I couldn't <laughs> think it. Failed. Fell short. Anyway, I saw they had a sale because of E3 and they released some new games. I bought Resident Evil 4, which I will play because I love Resident Evil 4. It's probably still one of my favorites. Hey, we can we can do a group spoiler cast on Resident Evil 4. I'm down Dude, for it. It would be kind of cool to go back through that again. I got it on PS4. But there's oh. a game. They re-released it on PS4 and everything, so I can send it with you. Yeah, it's I got it's it everywhere now. Oh, redone. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like oh. a little, yeah. it's like polished up and all that. Yeah. I got it digitally and physically, so it ain't gonna hurt me if you borrow it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But they released a game finally because I remember saying it that I wanted it. This would be a perfect Switch game because I bought it on my uh, old phone. Because I thought it was a cool game and I wanted to beat it because I never beat it. But since I got my new Galaxy and I had an Apple, I don't have it anymore. Yep. So they released it on the Switch. And what game I'm talking about is Dust, the Lysian Tale. It was released on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 during the Summer of Arcade thing that they did a while back. I don't remember what year it was. Hmm. But... It's an older game, but I waited so long to play it because they released it for free on the 360 for a while, like literally the month right before backwards compatibility came out for the one, and I missed it because I didn't have live at that time, so I didn't get to play it on the console, but now I paid 15 bucks for it, Um, so let's dive into it. Well, I'm going to dive into it. So the game starts as the village. So it's like a 2D side scroller, but it's you can explore different areas. So it's kind of got like a uh, open world aspect, but it's just 2D. That's hard to explain. It's like uh, 
you ever, you ever play that game on? Oh, what's that game? This uh, pixelated on the PlayStation. It there's was free. L- there's a lot of those now. Yeah, it was a pixelated 2D. It was like the dude he was wearing a medical mask. He had to fight zombies and stuff. He was by himself. Hmm. It was like Survivor or something. Lone Survivor. That's what it was. Okay, I know you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That game. It's like that, but it's it's like a anime style. So. So it's for weeaboos. <laughs> yeah, but the art style <laughs> is beautiful. It's a great looking game. <clears throat> so, it starts out. The narrator is talking and is like talking about how this warrior was so great, but the numbers were too many and he fell. And you're playing as him in the beginning. You don't see who he is because it's, he's blacked out and he's fighting a bunch of shadows and stuff. So as the city's burning, you're fighting him and then he gets killed. Well, then it starts with you waking up in a forest, just you wake up because a magical sword wakes you up because it's calling your name. And he wakes up. He can't remember anything. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't know why he's here. So he wakes up and the sword's calling him by dust. And he's like, I don't remember that name. Why are you calling me that? And he goes, the sword goes, well, that's who you are. We'll figure out more as we go on. But you're needed right now to help. Then you meet uh, this other character named Fidget. <clears throat> She's like a little flying creature, but they call her race a Nimbat. But uh, it's kind of like a wombat from uh, Ratchet and Clank. Basically, gotcha. I was gonna say but Fern she, Gully. <laughs> <laughs> but she I was can say fly. Furby. She or furry. She started chasing the sword and was like. Hey, you need to give that back because I've been watching it for a long time, you know, because her race guards the swords and there's like four swords in the whole world that are like, like that magical, I guess. So she's wanting to guard it and she thinks that you stole it. And, you know, she was like, I'll challenge you for the sword. The winner takes all. And then as you're like, uh, well, I don't, she's like, okay, you win, but I'm going to need it back whenever you're done. So she flipped, so that's how you two meet and uh, become partners. So now you just start going through the forest, and then you come across the first enemy, which is like this monster-looking thing. And Fidget freaks out, and so you kill it, and then you come across a whole bunch of them, and you have to keep killing them, and then you finally come across the people, or these people there, and they're like, you please help us. Our village is under attack by these monsters. We don't know why they're attacking us so much. And then you come across a giant monster that they said they, they usually don't come near this close to the village. So you kill them. The monsters, not the people. <laughs> um, <laughs> you slaughtered the <laughs> So you kill the monsters and then you help the people. And then they're like, thank you so much. Maybe you should go to the actual village because there's more people there who might need your help. And... As you're walking through the village, your guy starts remembering. He's like, this all seems familiar, and I feel like I know these people. But I can't recall any of it. But he said he feels like he knows it. He said he, he's he's sure he's been here before. And then, you know, you come across some other people. You do quest for them to, like, 
you know, like fetch quests and stuff like that. And then you come across this girl named Ginger, and she's talking about how upset she is because her brother and her parents were killed by this general, and his name was like General Gaius. And then as soon as he says that name, or she says the name, excuse me, your, your character recalls that name. He's like, that name sounds really familiar. Why do I know it? So and the sword is like, well, we'll continue to help this village right for now, and then we'll go search more for that. So you go and find the leader of the monsters after the village, and it's it's pretty wild because the you figure out that the leader of the monsters is like a last remaining moonblood, and you figure out what the moonbloods are. They're like a near extinct race that. The army has been trying to kill off just because they don't like them. They're, I don't know, it's hard to explain why they don't like them because they don't really give an explanation. They're racist. Basically. So, you figure out that this... (laughs) (laughs) I hope I don't get any of that. I hope that picked up. That was... Most high pitched thing that's ever came out of me. <laughs> I thought you were cracking your back. I thought you were just getting comfortable. I'm like trying to look at you, trying to like you know. <laughs> he just he just like burr. leans up. I'm like, dang, his back must be bothering him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, poor Zach. Oh. <laughs> Pouring his heart out of how much he loves his game. I just actually <laughs> had one though, so I had to let it out. <laughs> oh. oh god. <laughs> well, anyway, you come across this dude, and he's like wearing this robot armor that's keeping him alive because he was in the battle that you were at the beginning of that you started out in, and he was about killed. But these people created the suit for him, and. That's what was keeping him alive, but it drove him insane because of his hatred kept getting bigger and bigger. So he formed this group of monsters and he called them his children. So he went and he was destroying everything because he he wanted the the moonbloods to rise and take control of everything. So he thought that peace and stuff reasoning wasn't going to do enough so he went and he went insane and tried to kill everybody well you had to kill him and then you figure out that uh he used to be part of the village that ginger was in so she kind of got a little upset that you killed him because you figure out after that that her family was like moonblood sympathizers which what that means is her family helped them escape the army and stuff and that's why the army or that's why her family got killed was because of the army and stuff because they figured out that they were hiding them so um your character starts feeling conflicted he's like well if this guy that I just killed wasn't really bad why was he killing things and stuff and uh the sword is like also teaching you valuable I guess life lessons and stuff like certain things that you don't want to do, but they have to be done just mm-hmm. to protect the, the world and stuff. So the sword is teaching him that, you know, certain things that you don't want to 
or certain things that are wrong to do are necessary to save other people and stuff. So after that, you have to go to this place. I'm trying to remember where it was or what order it goes in. Well, while you're doing that, I got a couple questions for you because overall the art style and everything seems very bright and chipper. Like this is a very maybe charming and like accessible for all ages game. Yeah. But like the way you're describing it, like it's a very dire and a very deep story, you know? Oh yeah. I see why you want to talk about it because the, like from like, I have the game on PlayStation. I've, I've like, I might have played five minutes of it and I was like, okay, cool. This is neat. But I didn't, I was just kind of going and trying things out and just looking at stuff. And I'm like, dang, like, this sounds so complex and so dark compared to what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's totally, like, not what you expect. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this at all. You know, I was expecting like kind of like a cheesy story, but fun yeah. hack and slash stuff. But as more as I pay it, more, blah, I can't talk. The more I paid attention to it, it was, wow. This is actually really good. It sounds like, especially for an indie game. You know? Didn't didn't you say it had like a lot of like humor and like uh, nods to other games? Oh yeah, yeah, it pays homage to a lot of games. From what I've seen so far, mainly uh, smaller titles, but there was a Resident Evil Four reference in there, which was cool. I actually forgot that because this is at the very beginning of the game. You come across a merchant, and he's mysterious, like you know the Resident Evil Four merchant. He's mm-hmm. got the hood on, but instead of wearing a bandana around his face. He it's just black and he has like white glowing eyes and stuff and <clears throat> you come across him and he's telling you what he does and he's like if you sell me a new material I'll buy it at a higher price than I normally normally would so I can restock it and give you what you need and then Fidget goes so you'll buy it at a high price he goes yes yes I will that's <laughs> awesome that's one of the best lines from Resident Evil 4. It's like, hello, stranger. There's some rare things on sale today. Yeah. yeah, and then, like, if you don't, if any, for you guys who don't know, in Resident Evil 4, if you sell him something rare or very valuable, he go, ah, yeah. I'll buy it at a high price. That's right. That's really good. And that was really cool. But one of the Easter eggs I also found in that game was you, I found Super Meat Boy. And that's a rage-inducing game, if you guys don't know. Oh, my gosh. That game's crazy. <laughs> a rage-inducing yeah. game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, after after you beat the it. level, it shows you all the Super Meat Boys you were and how you died like at the same time. So like if you died over a thousand times, you just see a thousand Super Meat Boys on the screen until and every one of them dies until you until it shows where you beat it. It plays out all your it's plays crazy. all at the same time. Dude, it's great. That game's crazy. It's hard. It's hard. Hard. Really hard. It's like a... It's a little 2D <coughs> platformer, but it's like you're this little meat sack, and you like have to go. You have to dodge like spikes and grinders. And oh, super, isn't another one of the just jump o- jump over the spike at the right oh, time? Yeah, it and, is yeah. like wow. <coughs> that's hard. Hardest one. I would. I, in my opinion, that's the hardest game I've ever played. Man, <laughs> that's hard. I, can't, I don't. I don't got the patience to even. Attempt and then a game another like character that. you find though is a Splunky. Yeah, I've yeah, never played yeah. that game, but I do. I see it all the time. I got it on my Vita. And there's like so, I think there's a new one coming out. So I th- maybe I, I've never played it. 
So, but I do know he's in the game. There's other ones in there, but I haven't found him yet. Yeah. Because I just I was just trying to beat the story, but there's a lot of things I missed. So now I remember. I think you had to go craft. You had to get something crafted by this blacksmith. Oh no, no that was a side quest. I remember that now. Okay, okay. So, so, there's, so there's side quest and there's main. Yes. <clears throat> See, I just <clears throat> like I, I just did not pick up on all that for a little bit of time. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like Fallout or a Skyrim yeah, yeah, yeah. side quest. They're kind of like on the way, and then you can go back. So how tele how like fast travel works in this game is um, before I get back to the story. There's little saving points. They're like little arches. And you can teleport, but you can't do it all the time. You have to have a teleport stone. You can buy them or you can find them. They're pretty expensive. I think they're like 3,000 coins. But the more you get into the game, the more money you make. So you can fast travel there, but it's not like anywhere in the map. It's only at the certain points in the game. So it... You have to adjust. So, okay, well. Because every time you go to a new section, the enemies respawn. So, if you go back, you have to fight them again. Um, so, you could farm if you needed to. Exactly, yeah. So, it's a good. I mean, you can do that if you wanted to. I just found it very time consuming. But you can also level up your character. I mean, you, get, you can get stronger. Um, you can improve Fidget. Because Fidget, she. You do this thing with your sword where you like twirl around and you cause a windstorm and then she spits out like this little fireball thing and you can use your windstorm to create like a big fire tornado thing and stuff. And then you get more of that in there and stuff, but that's pretty cool RPG aspect of that. Gotcha, gotcha. But, um, back to the story now, you have to go to this graveyard to figure out how I remember now. So Ginger leaves after you go help this one guy get the, I forgot what it was, but you help him. And so they're telling you, or he told you to go, oh, okay, never mind. I screwed myself up. (laughs) You have to go underground. I remember that now. So you're going underground to find, you're finding something to stop the life of water. That's what it was. You're trying to find out what stopped the the water flow for the the village. So you're going underground, and you come across these people who live down there. They're, uh, I don't know, I forgot what they call themselves, but the name of the town is called Mudpot. Mukbang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how you found it was this kid was like, um running away from you and he was fight or he was getting attacked by little monsters and then a big monster so you're like trying to get him to stop and then eventually you follow him to the village and then you figure out that <clears throat> they were affected by the water stoppage too and the kid's dad was dying because he didn't have the water of life so you're like well maybe I can figure out both problems and figure out who I am at the same time so you go and try to unblock the water, but you figure out that there's a a creature or a being down there. I forgot what they called her. Is it like the mother Tressa or something like that? It's something weird. But she is like 
she got blinded by her own rage that the world was burning up there because she like controls the life and stuff so you have to fight her and knock sense into her and while you're doing that she starts to get her stuff back together and you know she calms down and she starts or she gets the water flowing again so you can get the information that you need once you go back to the village though or the mud pot village the the kid's dad dies because he didn't get the water in time so that was that was pretty sad in the game because you know the kid saw him die and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then <clears throat> the character and then the sword teaches you that you know even if you do everything right it still won't work in your favor hmm. so it teaches you that lesson too and it's pretty wild that some of the things it's just it gets you thinking and uh, it sounds like it man it sounds like uh, it's way way deeper than i expected or, yeah or it's philosophical <laughs> yeah it, it gets you thinking so once you get back up to the surface you have to go to the cemetery to go and try and find the girl because you figured out she left because you also found out that she needed or she knew something about you that you didn't know so you're trying to find her and you have to go to the cemetery and you fight a bunch of zombies and uh like bug-like creatures and stuff and then you come across an old lady that you met in the village and she was there and she said i'll help you get into the where you need to go if you help me so you have to go to like these four mansions that she used to own with her husband so you go there you get the items and you figure out you're being chased by this giant demon ghost the whole time and after you get the or you get all the items she asked you realize you start to find out the demon thing chasing you was her husband and he was a bitter old d-bag <laughs> he, he sold out his friends for money like he got them killed and stuff for money and all that so then after you beat him <laughs> you actually get to talk to his spirit and he tells you that you know what the where the general is which is also what you're trying to find out so he tells you the location where he's at where you'll find him and and he brought down that barrier so you can get to where you need to go so you go to the you get past this part it's like a snow area then you come across this village that's burnt to the ground then things start piecing together that's where the game started and throughout the whole series it shows like um it shows little scenes here and there of the general he's like uh the soldiers are telling him he's like sir we're sure it's cassius they said he's been spotted and he's like i wonder where my old friend is i hope i can save him in time and stuff so it's making you think that you're cassius and once you get to that village that's when it all comes together because you realize oh this is where the game started i was this dude slaughtering these people the innocent people the whole like at the beginning of the game and then you go into the house and 
then your character starts speaking because he starts remembering. He's like, I remember going to wake my sister up, but I didn't because I didn't want to bother her before I went and fought. You're like, well, I wonder if, you know, Cassius would betray his own sister or whatever. Then you realize, no, that's not what really happened. Um, the sword tells you that you are two souls combined. He said, Jin, which was the Ginger's brother, which is the one who was talking about, you know, I remember not waking her up kind of thing. So the two souls were combined to create the ultimate soldier for justice. So they took the soul of Jin because he was pure, good-hearted, and wanted to help. But he wasn't capable of battle. So they took the soul of Cassius, um, who was the best soldier in basically in the world. But he he died because you also learn that Cassius killed Jin, but he got killed because like his soul. I can't remember what's this. I think his soul. It was like they did something weird. It was like he killed something so innocent that it got him killed because it made him upset or something like that. But the Moonblood leader took them and combined them, and then that's why he couldn't remember anything because his the his thoughts and stuff were so compressed and conflicted that he just forgot. He had amnesia really bad. Hmm. So you figure out who you are. So you're, you're like this chick's half brother because you're not really her, the whole brother because you're two different dudes but into one body. So you have to now go find the general, which is what I played here. I finished here, and it's pretty cool. You fight him. Whew, it was pretty good. It was hard too because he like can one hit you. So I'm sitting there dodging like crazy. So after you get to the the end of the game, you get the general down, and they're like, he's like, what happened to you, Cassius? These people brainwashed you and stuff. You were my friend. You're slaughtering your brothers and stuff. He goes, I'm not, I'm not Cassius anymore. He's like, well, I am Cassius, but I'm not him. Or I'm not his yeah. doing. And he goes, I am the soul of justice. And I'm going to rid you of this world. So he's like, he gets them to this part. And they fall into like this uh, hole where it's like lava everywhere. And it's about to explode because of all the cannons and stuff. So he's on the, and the general is on the ledge. You know, hanging off of it. He's calling your name. And he's like, um, this world is, uh, perishing and it's, uh, like got tons of filth in it. You better cherish it now. And then he just let goes and he dies. So then you're like laying on the ground after the fight. And then Fidget's trying to get you to come up. But he's, you're too weak and stuff to, to get up and move so he tells her to get out because 
and he said the same line that the sword told him is like even even though we did everything right things when it's time to go it's time to go so she got out of there and you get swallowed by lava jeez dang so it was pretty nuts and at the end of the game they're like saying you know the speech or inspirational speech of you know we remember this day if it wasn't for they called him the mitharian which is like the two souls combined i think is what they explained Hmm. but we remember dust two souls at the same time yeah and you know they're doing the remembrance speech and stuff and then ginger and fidget are standing there they hear like a thunderbolt kind of strike down and they see like a aura come from the hole and the sword follow it and they see just the the you know like the ghost thing fly away with the sword and so they know dust isn't dead he just he's going on to save something else because mm. he he did he finished all the good deeds there so he's going on to save something else hmm. and that's how the game ended Dang so. so how like it would, a couple things a I can't believe you just gave us a play by play like of the story like that. I can't remember stories that well. Like I remember <laughs> I'm like, sure I missed a lot of it, but I intentionally tried to. So people who are interested, I recommend you go it's play. It's still it. a little something. Yeah. It's yeah. Still, it's still plenty of still, surprises and stuff. Yeah. Or, yeah. What's crazy is like cuz like I can play a game right now and then like I might remember the highlights and some of the big beats, you know, but like I can't remember names locations and places like that detail too oh it was that was good and you know there was like a side quest that i thought was pretty cool this dude he's like a little crazy in the head he talks to himself and stuff and he's like he has to go find this box which is basically pandora's box and once you go to mud pot you can get the box by doing this side quest for a little girl who stole it from him and you have to like find you have to it's actually funny because you have to get like a a, a replica doll of fidget made because she thinks fidget's a toy so she wants to play with her so you have to go get a replica doll made you bring it to her and um you bring the box back to him and he was like why'd you open the box I told you not to open the box and dust is like I didn't open the box. And the fish is like, well, let's not worry about who opened the box. It's, the important <laughs> thing is it's back. And he goes, no, it does matter. You're cursed. And he goes like, wait, what? And he's a, yeah, uh, you're going to die. So you start losing health. And he says, ah, oh, how do I feel this? I can feel it tearing my soul away. And the guy's like, well, you got to kill yourself. Here's a revival stone. Maybe it'll work. I don't know. <laughs> Dang. So, so you gotta go get killed. It, it does work because once you get killed, it, it just it rids the curse and it goes back to the box and stuff. <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. So, so how's That's the gameplay? Pretty- like, I mean, you talked a lot about the story, but how, how does the actual game control and stuff? Is it? Feel I good? feel like it's really smooth. Okay. There's like, it's nothing. It's not really clunky. I mean, you learn new abilities, so like certain part, like the very beginning of the game, you can't get to a certain area until you go past the part of the game where you learn that skill. So it's like a little bit of a Metroidvania kind of thing. You have yeah. To go get an ability or go get an item. And yeah, come and then back. you can. Yeah, and then you can come back and 
get the chest that's up there or whatever. But <laughs> it's pretty simple. I mean, it's not anything too complex. Yeah. It's like the triggers, uh, dodge, um, X and Y are the slashing buttons, B jumps, you know, yeah. I mean, switch controls. Yeah, so, so they're like it'd be A to jump. They're backwards. Like, yeah, anything else? It'd be A or X if it was PlayStation or Xbox. But so um, on a scale of one to ten dookies, as we're basking in a dookie, yeah, how yeah, many dookies do you give dust? I am going to give it a pretty fairly high score. I'm going to say nine. Nine dookies. Yeah, I was thinking nine and a half. But I think nine is very good. That's a good amount of dookies. Yeah, you don't always want to pinch it off in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to try it out, man, after listening to you talk about it. About how oh, long do you reckon so the game good. is? If you sat down and played it, it'd probably be about four hours. Oh, really? Yeah, that's it's not my, very long. That's play. my speed right there. Yeah, it's not a very long play. If you just sat there and did the story, I mean, sure, it'd be like eight, maybe ten if you just... Did went, went back and God, it just came and crept up in my nose. <laughs> if you went and did all the side quests, if you did all, just went back a few times and farmed XP and stuff, it'd be about ten hours maybe. But storyline and stuff, you could probably be at less than four, but I'd say about four. I think that's how long it took me. Sweet. So, all right, Hector, you're up. Uh, that, I shoot. I was pretty. <laughs> Think I was already done. I thought I was already done. Oh, okay. I, Dude, I was I, just I, thinking. It's like the more I, th- it, I was just about to say. Uh, it's like the more I do this podcast, I'm like, whenever I get a girlfriend, I don't think I'm gonna tell her about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. About how you uh, fart on the microphone? And- <laughs> nah, I, shoot, I would now because it's like if you can't accept me at that, then that's you know, that's just me. What's funny is as long as I've known you, this new obsession with farts. Like, I mean, I know we've always farted on each other and like made, yeah. made like a thing that sounded kind of weird but you know what i'm saying like <laughs> but yeah like i feel like you just have fallen in love with farts so much more over the years yeah I, I'm, I'm starting to get a little grosser i guess and um <laughs> kind of going over certain limits that I, know, I used to not or starting to get going down different curiosities or whatever and it just gets weirder <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, well, if I was, well, I guess I'll just, I can do a quick thing of the, um, I'm actually reading a book. This is the first book that I've read, or I've, I've been started reading, I don't even know how long. I've, I've done audio books, but I, we all know that it is good to read, and I do see that there's more, there is more benefits to reading than listening to it, uh, cause, I don't know, um, but uh, I'm reading uh, David Goggins' book called uh, "Can't Hurt Me," and dude, I mean, the way, I mean, I, I've said a way to sum it up is like the book, the story of Job. Like okay. this dude was given like the worst, one of the worst hands. I mean, abusive father, you know, uh, made him slave away at a, it made him and his brother's mom just you know slave away at a skating rink, and they had a bar above it, and. His dad mm. played, had that, you know, smiled a lot, and everybody thought he was a good old guy and stuff. But behind closed doors, just horrible that exact opposite. Yeah. Uh, you know, they finally escaped him. They finally left him, and you know, when he at the end of the chapter, he, he said pretty much that he felt like that they just escaped the devil himself. Jeez. And uh, 
and it's just like that's just the beginning of his life man it's just snowball effect of just horrible things but uh a line from another podcast listener dude said takes pressure to create a diamond and uh the dude's i mean i'm not done with it but uh i mean now i mean i know that dude's accomplished a lot and now he's being on podcasts. He's uh, broke the records for like pull-ups, and I don't even remember how many thousands of pull-ups he's done doing mm. ultra marathon runs. He's been through SEAL training. He had to go through that three times. He went through Hell Week three times. Uh, first time he had double double pneumonia, so he had to quit. The, I mean, he had to get discharged and another injury, and he's going back. It, it's just a nightmare life. But if <laughs> That sounds like signs like he doesn't need to go. <laughs> ah, man, yeah, I, I don't. It, it's it's just uh, another example, man. Just you, you know, people. He said he's he said that people. Uh, he thinks people live their life at forty percent. Like he's probably right. Yeah, I believe I believe that. You know, it's the same. You know, the typical cliche thing. You know, we're all capable more than what we think. I mean, that dude's. Yeah, you know, he's break. He's breaking down his kind of his process of how he calloused his mind to become stronger because of everything he's gone through. But man, everybody starts at different starting points, man. It's like people who start off on on the lower end, they got a they got a whole different set of challenges that they'd have to go through to achieve like a, a happy life or a fulfilled life. And even the same for people who are rich and start off with that that at top, they I mean, uh, yeah, they might start off with money or whatever, but uh they still also have their own sets of challenges to be a happy or fulfilled person. Because if we people don't already know money don't buy happiness, that's what, you know. So it just kind of puts that more in perspective. It's always like life still always has this certain balance that that can be achieved if depend on where you start off. And it's you know obviously harder than others, but man, it's 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 just a pretty crazy story so far. Like I'm about halfway through with it. But uh, I dig that. So, yeah. initial impressions so far seem pretty high. So, where are you landing on the Dookie scale? Man, I mean, I'm not even done with it, but I think I might have to. I might have to give that a ten. So far, yeah. So far, it's looking like it might land on bigger. Yeah, on big old steamy dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to come Steam out of dumper. all that, man. To, uh, yeah. All the uh, you know, yeah. so I'm only halfway through with it. I don't even know how much. You yeah. know, and, and and like I said, he's seen a kid get ran over and blood splattered on the bus because mm. mm. the kid that was eager he was a kid that was a little too excited he wanted he was bringing the bus driver a plate of cookies the kid was too excited you know didn't see him it's, that's yeah, awful dude there's, yeah. there's that nothing in this world that bothers me like hearing about a kid being hurt man because i tell you what I, i've said this before but since i've had children God, I'm softy. I'm, yeah. Oh, I I'd believe it because it's paranoia, man. Oh my gosh, dude, there's big just, paranoia. Yeah. I've changed my entire life to make sure my kids are. It's, oh my gosh, dude, I came. It's mind blowing. Yeah. All right. Well, then, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break into the first um, run of the Batman Ninja Turtles crossover. Um, this is a, a comic book series that's on its third volume now. So, like, there's the fir- the original one was six issues, and then Batman Ninja Turtles two was six issues, and then now they're on their third and what I hear to be the final run. And um, at first glance, it shouldn't work. You know, like 
the Batman universe, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle universe. It's an interesting combination. It is. And this is my childhood right here. Yeah. Right? Like, when I was growing up, Batman animated series, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, and X-Men. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, that's, that's one thing you made me think when you were talking about the game. Like, whenever you're talking about the characters, I'm thinking about the cartoon from back then those, i'm thinking about the voice that actors? batman that that joker that scarecrow the that old cartoon and then i just thought i was like man i can make a remix to the teenage the, <laughs> the two the voice actors for batman and um joker from the anime series oh it's they a, do the voice in the game oh same guys man That's so it awesome. does have nostalgia yeah. oh, oh yes man. oh yeah because i was about to i was gonna say too i'm like batman don't be talking like christian bale does in the movies with oh, that little God. fake He's little worse you know <clears throat> Where's Harvey? He never had a tall like that. Harvey did. Yeah, I know. Like none of the Batman's <laughs> ever did that. Like what blows my mind, and this is another discussion for another day. It makes me freaking nuts. People are like, "Well, Christian Bale was the best Batman." No, he was not. He was a terrible Batman. He was just in the best Batman movies. Ah, where's ah. the Riddler? Yeah, where is he? It's like it blows my mind. It's like those are good movies. You know, the third one, not so much, but whatever. The first two are great. Dark Knight being the best Batman movie of all time, but with the not the best Batman. But either way. Where's Harvey? Um, <laughs> so That's we got, the name of the episode. So Batman, it's got Batman and Ninja Turtles. I was really torn on what to bring to the table tonight because I've been reading so much, and there's so much good stuff. And I kind of want to put this plug in here now, and I'll do it again at the end of the show but i'm going to be a guest on a comic book podcast coming up soon so i've also been like pitching ideas on like which shows or which which story art to cover on that because i don't want to do the same thing twice and this guy is also going to be a, a guest on this show one day so i you know, i don't want to like you know, i didn't want to like spoil some of the stuff we we're already talking about so Anyways, first um, run of Batman Ninja Turtles. Like I said, on paper, it shouldn't work, but oh my gosh, it does. It really does. Um, so just kind of a brief synopsis of the story. In this run, the Ninja Turtles universe and the Batman universe have been merged. So, well, that's not the best way of wording it. The Ninja Turtles have come into the Batman universe. Well, that's the best way to put it. So what's happened is you start the first issue off with the, with the Foot Clan. You know what I'm saying? Like breaking into this uh, scientist laboratory. And they're going to steal a bunch of stuff. The Ninja Turtles come in and thwart it. And then you have a reporter meeting with the Dark Knight. And the name of this issue is Knights in a Half Shell. Uh. Um, uh, so, of course, you have you know your... your <laughs> Your uh, typical Ninja Turtles trying to get their pizza, um, leaving some money on a on a light pole with a note that says "Leave it on the street." Uh, from there, it hops over to Bruce Wayne and Alfred, kind of talking in the bat uh, bat cave. Uh, Batman's working on what looks to be uh, like a, some looks like a robot. special yeah, Batman armor. There's a dinosaur in the background. Yeah, that's a, uh, there's always a dinosaur, a penny, and a Joker card in the back. In the back really? Well, yeah, we'll talk about that another day. Those are their own stories. But you, you jump over, you see Killer Croc. Uh, he ends up having a throwdown with the Ninja Turtles. Um, and it's basically just kind of like setting the stage for what is a very stereotypical 
uh, day in Gotham. You know what I'm saying? For Batman. Um, and so I'm just going to kind of, as we're talking, flip through some of the pages on the issue. But as I'm going over it, you know. Um, and right off the bat, right, I always do this when I'm talking to I noticed that I say right off the bat a lot <laughs> whenever I'm talking about Batman. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> in the beginning, All pun intended. <laughs> you see, you, you see the Ninja Turtles fighting Croc, um, but you don't see the Ninja Turtles crossing over with Batman just yet. Uh, as Batman is interrogating a foot soldier, the foot soldier takes a Ninja Star to the head and freaking kills him. And then you see what I think is one of the coolest pages in comic book history. Oh, Batman yeah. and the Shredder. Awesome. Like, I, I love how from one little panel to the next, his, yeah. his blades pop up. Um, it's really cool. But the two of them have a little bit of a, of a little face-off. And Shredder throws down a smoke grenade and is gone. But he mentions the Ninja Turtles there. And, of course, Batman hasn't come across them yet. Um, so in one of the scenes, the Ninja Turtles find the Batmobile and they're like freaking out over how cool it is. And the humor is so well written for the Ninja Turtles, like so well written. Uh, of course they're talking about like they should get in it and drive around. And then Michelangelo sees Batman standing at the top of a building and he says, Oh, I think this one's taken, uh, referring to the Batmobile. But anyways, Super well written. Batman's dark and brooding. The uh, Ninja Turtles are, you know, very humorous. Um, dang. And they do a great job of writing Michelangelo. Yeah, and, leave, and leaving you hanging. I was like, dang it, man. It seemed like we were just getting into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, so. I like one thing that I, that I, I guess I've noticed since uh, uh, you doing these comics like i guess i kind of in a way i kind of like how i get thrown off by the cover yeah the cover looked like the art was like i mean, I mean you know it's whatever but then once you yep. get in it then it's like oh oh this looks way different oh yeah we'll see there's kind of like um, a little surprise like, so that one this cover right here is a little more in line with what you're actually getting uh but there's the with the digital versions you get to see the variant covers as well oh those and, that particular style is called a oh no you just mean it a different there, well, cover or well, you mean the style of in general drawing. so you'll have like the normal cover you know what i'm saying which in this case is this one okay and then you'll have a variant cover written or drawn up by a different artist and a different style and that's very common with a lot of comic books and some of them some of the ones that i've been really digging into lately have like multiple variants and man, they do some. They get random artists to just do random covers, and it's just super cool. And yeah, totally throws you off because a lot of times the cover doesn't even represent what's in the book itself, which can but be good, still, can be bad. But they're still pretty cool looking, though. Dude, for right. a second, I thought Mike had his arm cut off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What happened to him?" Man. Dude. So in this particular scene, Michelangelo busts in through the pizza joint, and he yells, "Everybody, run!" There's a crazy guy in a bat suit trying to kill us. Oh. <laughs> but then he starts eating pizza and Dang, he up, then he gets uh, uh, yeah he gets bolted out of there by uh batman he wraps him up in his little uh little batarang with the bat rope so this is where uh, batman and the ninja turtles have their first little showdown uh and he basically bests all four of them you know yeah. like he, he yeah, they all give him the best they can uh he disarms them he you know and takes them uh, whips him up, and then he ends up tasing Raphael with his bat with his Batmobile. 
Uh, so the Ninja Turtles don't really stand much of a chance against him. Uh, but I'm going to kind of, instead of going too into detail on everything, I'm going to kind of fast forward a little bit uh, through the story because ultimately, as you would expect, Batman and the Ninja Turtles are, <clears throat> end up having to team up. What happens is Shredder has started to take control of Gotham by teaming up with the Penguin. It's just now, it just now sunk in to me. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's so, Shredder and Penguin. Yeah, what? so basically what's happened is Shredder is building an army and he's using the Penguin and his resources and their partners up until this particular scene we're looking at where he goes, all right, you know what? He calls him Birdman. He's like, all right, Birdman, I'm in charge of the city. All right, and so the Foot Clan has grown and grown and grown, and they're just you know they they basically take over. So now Penguin works for the Shredder. You know he threatens him a little bit, you know, and it's like, okay, you work for me now. And essentially, what they're trying to accomplish is he's trying to mass produce mutagen, and he's going to create his mutant army mm. and take over. Um, Gotham. Uh, it flips over. The Ninja Turtles kind of find their way into the sewer system, work their way into the back of the Batcave. So the Ninja Turtles find the Batcave. And again, the humor is hilarious because in this next book, as it flips over, we're going to see the Ninja Turtles get in on the Bat computer and hook up video games. Yeah. Uh. Um, and it's like I said, it's 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 really well done. Super silly. You see Michelangelo riding the dinosaur. <laughs> it's a giant stuffed dinosaur. Um, <clears throat> but uh, again, you know, what I'm saying like as I'm flipping through, and you know, uh, Shredder's massed his army. Ninja Turtles are in the dino or in the uh, in the in the in the Batcave. Batman meets up with the scientist who is responsible for building the portal and the generator that allows the Ninja Turtles and Shredder to get through. Um, and the the story of them getting through on their end is they were fighting Shredder. They were going after Shredder, and they got brought in through the portal. And they don't want to be there, but they don't have a way back. So all while you know, Shredder's building up his army, He's trying to get a portal built, you know, saying to go back on the other side. Now, there are there is a movie that just came out, the most recent uh, Batman and Ninja Turtles animated film, and it covers this first six issues. Yeah, I have it on my shelf up there. It's really good. There are some differences, like it doesn't stick to the source material like a hundred percent. It does a really good job of wrapping it up, but it makes some weird changes. Like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of speed up my overview of it from here uh basically what happens is you know what i'm saying the ninja turtles they get into the bat cave robin's gonna show up uh he's gonna get into it with the ninja turtles and then he's gonna they're all gonna fight for a little bit batman's gonna tell them hang on these guys aren't bad blah blah well what's happening is Dang. yeah this is where they're all fighting and they blow up the portal to get to the other side um, but he tells them that, wait a second, you know, like once this whole scene happens and Batman and the Ninja Turtles team up, he, he's, they're like, hey, you know, there's an army coming and it's, they're merging with the Foot Clan. 
you find out that it's uh, Ra's al Ghul and the League of Assassins, and they're working with Shredder to build an even bigger army, all right, which the League of Assassins is mm. where Batman got all his crazy training. Wait, who's that dude? Ra's al Ghul. He's from what? He's from the Batman universe. So oh, Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never so, heard of him. In some of the in some of the different stories, there's di- there's there, there's difference where Batman went or traveled the world and learned how to fight and train with all these different martial artists. Whatever. If you remember, speaking of the Christian Bale Batman movies, he actually goes and joins the I think it's the League of Shadows in there, um, and he gets trained by Ra's al Ghul and the Batman and those Christian Bale movies. But ultimately, there's multiple stories, multiple. You know, what I'm yeah. saying. I don't even know what the true continuity is, yeah. but in my, from what I always understood was that Batman went and trained with the league and that's how he became as good as he is. Cause at one point in time he was supposed to become the leader of the league, but he came back to Gotham and to be the Batman, to be the protector because that's where his son, Damien be- comes from. He, uh, knocks up old dude's daughter. Mm. Either way. So, you know, like I said, they're they got the mutagen, they're they've built an army, they've taken over Penguin's army. You know what I'm saying? Are all his resources per se? Because in this, Penguin's very wealthy, uh, and so Rachel Ghoul kind of appears and it's like you look. He he becomes um, Shredder's new partner. He's got an army on the way. Um, uh, Robin's been kind of tra- you know, tracking them and keeping up with them. Uh, Casey Jones gets a little little makeshift portal thing he he comes over to try to get the turtles back and warn them about what's you know hey you guys got to get over here because if you don't get over here in a certain amount of time you're gonna get stuck here forever and then once you're stuck and the portals are closed you're the effects of the mutagen on you are going to make you revert back to turtles in other words you're going to die you can't stay here forever oh leonardo was giving batman some they end up trouble there they end up uh they're training now they're actually just they're not they're not yeah, they're sparring. They're not. They're not fighting, and um, and ultimately, Raph says, so "You guys are sitting there training and goofing off and blah blah blah." And he's like, "We should be out there trying to find the shredder. We should be out there trying to find the our, the portal on the way home." Ultimately, it ends up in like most Batman stories do in Arkham Asylum, where Shredder has taken the mutagen and now uh, transformed the Rogues Gambit. Yeah, or the all the big bads from Bat, the Batman universe into mutants and monsters. So the penguin becomes a legit Birdman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then um, Bane becomes in the comics a giant elephant uh, with tusks. Yeah, and then in the God dog in the animated movie he becomes like a giant cheetah. Which is weird. I don't understand why they made that choice. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Wait a minute. Who? That's Robin. Yeah, that's Robin. Who, so he just said, "Let's go, Father." Yeah. yeah. So Who you okay. To? When I was saying earlier, where Batman was supposed, to, he trained with Ra's al Ghul to, and he at one point in time, Ra's wanted him to be his replacement to lead the League of Assassins. League of Shadows, whatever they're calling them at the time. So in the lineage of Batman, there was the original Robin, which was Dick Grayson, who 
later grows up and becomes Nightwing. He leaves and says, I'm not going to work under you anymore. I'm going to be my own guy. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to fight crime my own way. Gotta, I need to be my own man. The next person was Jason Todd. Jason Todd beca- uh, becomes Robin, but he's a little bit of a hot shot, and he likes to bend the rules a little bit. He gets captured by the Joker, tortured, and eventually shot, and you believe he's killed. And he becomes the Red Hood. Mm. Okay, the Red Hood is bad for a while, and then in some of the continuity, he's good. He becomes, he joins back with the Bat family once they find out that, hey, he's not dead. After he died, because Batman thought he was dead, Batman discovers this kid named Tim Drake. He makes him, he, he trains him to become Robin. He later goes and becomes Red Robin because Batman's son that he didn't know about resurfaces and that is Damian Wayne the young Robin I know it's a lot yeah I'm about to say when's Bat- when, Batman, when did Batman get any well <laughs> in the in the in Batman actually he's he got, found some time he's, he's got a, a long line of mistresses in the Bat universe Batman oh, is yeah. balling oh, dude yeah. I'm about to say man that dude looked like look he can it. do some squats Bro, like <laughs> yeah, he's he is like <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at this. They turned the Riddler into a raccoon. Yeah, the Riddler is a raccoon. Like a monkey. Yeah, two faces of a monkey. A poison is a praying mantis. Yeah, and then Bane's a giant elephant. Um, and then the uh, the, the doesn't show the Joker on here. Who's the, got the the so Mad Scarecrow? Hatter Scarecrow's got the be the, the Mad the Hat. Rabbit. That is the Mad Hatter. That's that actually his. Yeah. Okay. That's a. Um, which I don't understand the point of having the Mad Hatter and the Riddler and the Trickster, but those are all DC Universe villains. Um, but the 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 Joker gets turned into like a snake. But essentially, um, he turns as yeah, if you, you see the snake right there beside. Oh, okay, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So every one of the villains gets turned into some sort of. Animal. Monster. If you, if you think back to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Secret of the Ooze, you know how they turned the turtle and the little fox or the little whatever it was into Toka and Razor? I don't know if you remember. Oh, wait, that's the third? That's the second movie. The second one. Hmm. Wait, yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady weren't. Well, okay, in, Bebop and Rocksteady the, are in the. They're in the second of the latest run of Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now ones. I'm thinking, yeah, they wasn't Bebop. Bebop and Rocksteady in the old ones, no, right? No, it was Tolkien yeah, and Razor there. Yeah. But then in the later ones, they had Bebop and Rocksteady. Dude, going to want to go to watch or something. That's, no, the first one would still be good, but I yeah. think the second and third one, I was like, The second eh. one's pretty good still. The third that's one. That's where it ends in the, um, is that the one where it ends in the club or whatever, and they're just like, go Ninja, go uh, Ninja, go. Ice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, okay, that, that's still cringy. That's still cringy. <laughs> But either way, so Mr. Freeze is like a giant panda bear in a, uh, in a, in a froze suit, a freeze suit. And again, the ultimate crisis is everything's got to happen on a, on a, on a, as a, as a time crunch. You know what I'm saying? They're running out. So Batman gets locked up and froze. You got the Joker, you know what I'm saying? Get, trying to torture him basically while he's, while he's there. Um, and the whole thing unfolds to where Batman has to go get the suit that he was working on the first issue. Oh, It's like the okay. Devastator suit, I believe it's oh. called. I don't remember. But it's a really neat, just a mech suit, basically, yeah. for Batman. That's even more jacked than he is. Yeah. <laughs> so, And then they have the ultimate battle, you know, the big throwdown. He ultimately burns up and blows up his suit, mm. you know. Um, 
Shredder uh, might be able to take on fighting. Batman. Yeah, and then you get the four-way turtle kick on the Rachel Ghoul. So mm. overall, the fight scenes are great. The art is fantastic. The writing is good. I mean, like, like I said, I just kind of like flipped through the pages over here and showed you guys. Um, give an overview of the plot, but man, it's it's just it was really well done. Like I don't love in comic books the multiple universes and then the how people can kind of hop from one to another. Like there's just this like eternal doorway that's always open. But you know, it's comics. You need an excuse to pull this universe into that universe. Yeah, or make it make sense, and it works. And in the end, they find a way to get the uh, turtles to go back to. You know what I'm saying? Their side of or to their their universe, uh, and all is well with the world. Um, so ultimately, you know, they came to Gotham out, which you know I often refer to like Batman's our Earth. You know what I'm saying? Like that to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So they came over here, and the second series, Batman goes over there. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So the yeah. first first run, they came to us. The second run, Batman goes over there. And the third one that's running now, the two are merged. So something's happened. A crisis has happened to merge the two dimensions, two universes. So overall, it's good. I'm super happy with it. Like, I read it. I thought it was great. The writing was great. They they nailed Batman. Um, now, they did do some silly stuff like this last scene that I got brought up here right now. Um, you know, like, they offered Batman pizza several times in throughout the comics, and he's like, "No, you know." Uh, oh, that's and, what he's saying. I'd like and that. So yeah, yeah. so <laughs> they're like, "Hey, would you like to have some some pizza?" And he's like, "Yeah, I like that." Um, but either way, uh, it, it was good overall. I'd say out of uh, out of the Dookies, I'd say it's a, it's a nine. Um, there's not much I would change, other than. It gets a little. It moves real fast. It's a six issue series, but it gets a little silly with the character designs for the the Rogues Gambit. Yeah, and or the Rogues Gallery. I don't know why I keep saying Gambit. Um, the Rogues Gallery, but the, just the the other big bads in the in the series. And if you think about it, which I know is not uncommon, but you got every single big bad all in one place, souped up on mutagen. You know, and then like the final battle was just a few panels. You know. Ah, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. So yeah. I would, I, I often prefer in my Batman stories and my comic book stories in general to where you have one big bad per story arc. You know, like having like not, a whole, a, like not a trying a little too much. Right. The, yeah. I feel like when you have too many of them, you get to this whole one hit, you're down. Two hits, you're down, kind of thing. You know, and it's like. The reason why these guys are in Arkham are because they have caused so much chaos on their own. You know, they had to be committed to these places. And and whether it's in Arkham or in Blackgate, you know, the the big prison in Gotham. So, I don't know. Like, I I feel like they put them in there because it was a spectacle kind of thing. But essentially, you know, you hit them two or three times and they're done. And I just, I, I like... I like it. It's a little slower pace when it comes to my bad guys and give me one. Like it would have been just as good if you would have made instead of having Bane as an elephant and Harley Quinn as like a coyote thing and then you know I'm saying Joker as a snake for these all to be like the big bads in his life at certain times. You would have just taken foot soldiers and just made them creatures, you know. 
Yeah. Like the way they did Bebop and Rocksteady and the way they did Token and Razor or whatever. But, you know, it's a it's a, it's a comic book, you know, and that's one of those things you 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 don't pick comics up for realism. You, yeah. You, you pick them up to suspend your belief and to be taken off and told a story. So overall, it's good. The art is fantastic. I just, I love the art. I love the way it looks, the way it's drawn, the way it's colored. Um, It's cool, you know? And then bring, you know, I know skimming through it for you guys, is, it diminishes the the real impact of it. But bringing Rachel Ghoul, you know, in the League of Assassins, into it you know like it, it was it was neat man and the fact that that Stredder did not mind killing people in this you know like like whenever there was a foot soldier who might have ta- spoke to batman and, and, and told him and shredder killed him and they did the same thing in the movie as well so they definitely did a good job of shredder was, was big bad he was a bad dude so um he didn't care yeah, and I and I now what I don't like is uh is race did kind of like assume the lead, you know, like a little bit. Like I feel like Ray Rachel Gould and Krang have both kind of stolen the spotlight from Shredder, and I feel like Shredder should be like a little more intimidating than he is. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, freaking Krang. Krang. Man. I almost forgot about that guy <laughs> thing. Oh man, I yeah. love that video. So, but overall, it was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, nine out of ten. I have some little gripes, um, but it's one of the best. You know, one of the I say better. One of the better comic book runs I've read recently. You know, so uh, and like I said, the animated film is great too. Like it really does a good job of sticking with the source material. They like I said, there were some odd changes in there, and as I'm, you know, like flipping through and trying to remember the, the differences between the two, I think the only one that stands out. Are the some of the character designs? I feel like some of the animals they chose different ones. I don't know why you would not choose a giant elephant for Bane, though. I don't know why you would change that. I know they did that because he's a big guy. Elephant's big. Yeah, it's huge. Maybe. And that's another thing too is like if he turns into a he's a already Bane. He's huge. He turns into an elephant. Shouldn't he be like mowing everybody over? Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Unrelated Um, question. Yeah. Punisher versus Batman. Um, the thing you have to know about Batman is that he has a contingency in place for everything. So the Punisher's code is I will kill. You know what I'm saying? Batman's code is I will not kill. I as much as the Punisher is like my favorite Marvel character, like you cannot outsmart Batman. It's it's just not possible. You know, like every every Batman story, he is he is ready or has something in place. There's a scene in one of the Justice League animated movies that's, of course, off of one of the you know the, the comic book runs. But they're all sitting around the table and they're kind of discussing, you know, what happens if this particular Justice League member goes rogue. Like, like Batman's like, well, I got a contingency plan for that, and they're like. What do you have a contingency plan for? Well, I mean, like if, if you decided to do blah blah blah, I've got a plan in place. And like, what about Superman? Oh, I got a contingency plan. Wonder Woman, I have a contingency plan. <laughs> like, what about you? And he just kind of sits there and looks at him. <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, well, of course I have a plan if I go, but I'm not telling you that mm. because you know what I'm saying. It's just one of those things to where it just it's like Batman 
bests and outsmarts everybody. Even the most super powerful, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's got a plan for Superman. He's got a plan for everybody. And they 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 keep that thread. that They, they weave that through all of his stories. And as an example, I'm reading a, a current run right now called Deceased. And it's where... A zombie outbreak has taken place on Earth, but the virus is a bio-organic virus. Mm. So it's not just transferred through saliva and blood. It's also can be transferred digitally. So the initial outbreak, oh, great. Oh my goodness. The initial outbreak is spread through social media. Uh. So what happens is this. Is dark side, okay, like the big crazy bad from the weird hell planet dark side he unleashes death in the form <laughs> in the form of an equation it's called the anti-life equation all right and so basically what happens is he sends a signal the signal is broadcast through every television and digital stream so everyone walk around the world looking at their phone playing on facebook looking at youtube blah blah, blah. immediately gets exposed to the anti-life equation and it just turns them into a zombie. Okay? And they start killing and ripping body parts and killing everyone around them. Immediately when that stuff starts happening, Batman is like, holy crap, we got to shut down like, because he's monitoring everything through his back computer or whatever. And it's like all these alarms and these things are going on. And he's got analog, not digital cameras all around Gotham. So like he kind of sees what's happening and then reacts real fast and then he sets off an EMP in in his house in over the Batcave to kill all digital feeds because Nightwing's there. Um, uh, uh, I think there's Nightwing, Red Hood, like the Bat family's there. You know what I'm saying? Like Batman, Batgirl, all that stuff. TikTok by itself already probably uh, right. If you got, imagine, like, you know uh, what I'm saying? Like, what <laughs> if you turned it on and then all of a sudden. A static image or a something got and it changed your molecular structure. You know what I'm saying through a digital signal. Dang! All right, That's so nuts. it really is. It's called deceased. It is freaking fantastic. And so what happens is he goes upstairs. You know what I'm saying to Wayne Manor and sees that Nightwing is in there, just going nuts. And Nightwing bites him on the neck. So then issue two, Batman's like, I mean, like Superman is at home with Lois Lane. He's got his son, John, and then Batman's son, Damien. They're playing video games together. And then the whole world's going crazy. Everything's happening. And then Damien's like, oh, you know, what, what, what about what about my dad? What about, ba- or excuse me, what about father? He always calls him father. He never calls him dad. He's like, what about father? What about Batman? You know, we got to check on him. We got to find out. And Superman's like, don't worry, Damien. He'll have a contingency plan. He's always ready. But Batman was the first one, first hero bit. You know? Dang. And so he assures him to get back to what you're asking. You know what I'm saying? Like, he assures him that, like... He's got a plan. He's got a plan <clears throat> even for this. And unfortunately, I mean, yeah, spoilers, he had a plan. But, but he's dead. <laughs> he dies. He does. And it's a crazy moment because in a lot of the books I've been reading, it's really focused on the relationship of, like... um of him and Alfred, you know, Alfred the Butler. Oh, uh, yeah. And the thing about it is Alfred, you know, saying in some of the stories, he's got military training. You know, he was in like MI6 and stuff like that. But essentially, he's been the butler 
You know what I'm saying? He's just been raising Bruce Wayne since he was a child because his parents were killed. And, you know, they've always had this weird relationship to where he helps him become Batman and assists him on the journey and always tries to keep him safe, but he knows he's not going to make him stop. And then there's this scene where he's just like, you know, basically... Uh, he call he calls him he calls him my boy you know he's like, I'm yeah I'm I'm so sorry my boy I didn't want to be mm. this way basically I love he says I love you and then shotgun blast to the face bang it's serious dude it is mm. insane like this book is it's bad like it's so good it's it's bad it's so good like and I, like like move like yeah. jumping from there and I know I'm went from spoiling one thing into another but like there's a scene where uh, Green Arrow, um, Green Arrow and Black Canary are they're married. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> there's someone. There's someone called Black Canary. Yeah, yeah. She. It's just. A, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. But yeah, they all got cool names, man. Green Arrow and Black Canary. They're married. You know what I'm saying? She. It's Ollie. It's Oliver Queen and Dinah Lance. Okay. So he always calls her Pretty Bird. That's like his pet name for. Her. And um and they were there with uh, Green Lantern. They're out like camping or something like that. They're out in the woods. And I forget what the reason was. They're camping with Ryan Reynolds, basically. <laughs> but they're all you know hanging out or whatever. And then um he gets infected. So then when he gets infected, you know, like Dinah Lance's power is she can scream. She has that like high pitched scream that like it'll melt their brains. Like you know what I'm saying it'll kill them. So you got Zombie Green Lantern coming after Diane Lance, and she lets out this huge shriek that eventually just bursts his brain, right? And kills him. So the way the Green Lantern mythology works is the ring is sent to find someone who has worthy enough, like the, that can control their mind and their willpower to create things, to use the ring to create power. That's what they're that they do. So and any time a Green Lantern dies, the ring finds a new person that deemed worthy. So the ring comes off, she has to kill him, and then goes to her. So then she becomes the Green Lantern Black Canary. It's it's really, really, really cool. So in the middle yeah. of all this chaos, she has to kill a friend, all right, and then gets his power, which is, is wild. Dang. So yeah. so they're gonna take I mean I hope that she becomes like the main you know, person in the in you know, I hope that she survives, and some of her stories and and Oliver Queen stories or Green Lan- uh, Green Arrow stories, man, they would just like break your heart. You know, some of the stuff that like I've read on them lately. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like, like I said, there's not a better time in the world to be a comic book fan, in my opinion. The stories are great. The backlog is <laughs> infinite. It's it's you couldn't read it all. Um, and it's so easy. Like right now, like my DC Universe subscription with twenty thousand DC comic books, like the Ninja Turtle Batman that I just went over with you guys, that's like eight bucks a month, you know, or like seventy dollars a year if you pay it by the year. Like um, Comicsology, which is owned by Amazon, when there's like seventy five thousand comic books on there and graphic novels, it's like six bucks a month. For some reason, well, I'm looking at this, I'm like, man, I want it all if. If I was gonna get my own, like if I was ever yeah. gonna go out look for some reason, I feel like I'd want to find like some dark, like creepy, scary, oh, it's there. like it's yeah, there. I There's bet so it's- much stuff. So either way, that's so. Like I, said, I came here to talk about Batman Ninja Turtles. Ended up talking about deceased. 
Uh, listeners, I'm sorry, but you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a heck of a long show. So let's go ahead and land the plane. Like I said, Batman Ninja Turtles, 9 out of 10 on the Dookies. Seems like we're all pretty high on the stuff that we're bringing to the table tonight. So maybe we need to bring some stinkers to the table. And Talk I think about- uh, I think best fart goes to me. Yeah. Uh, stinkiest <laughs> goes to you. You're welcome. <laughs> so... All right, you guys got anything you want to plug or promote or talk about that you're getting involved in before we land this plane? Uh, you want to go I'm, first? I'm, I'm, I can't think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> Maybe next time. So, the episode is just about to get started. Because <laughs> now we're going to talk about John Wake 3. Oh, God. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not having it. So, I almost no, got I'm to just go kidding. See, I almost got to go see John Wake the other night. You gotta do it, Daryl. I want to talk about it. So I lost bad. my wallet. I, I watched it twice. I lost my wallet. I couldn't go see it. Like I, I, I had the first night ever of me as an adult, married person with children. This I would have pa- paid for your ticket if you told me this past Saturday night. Okay, the night before Father's Day, I had my wife had to work and my kids went and all stayed with their grandparents. Like I was the first time ever. I it was on. It wasn't planned. It just worked out that way. And so I came home, or I dropped them off, and I was like, holy crap, I've got a night to myself. I can go do anything. But I lost my wallet two days prior. I, could, oh, I couldn't go do anything. Dang it. I, didn't ha- I was like, I got, I got cash out, you know what I'm saying, and then drove my dad to Anderson, spent a bunch of money, gas and food and stuff. So like, I was like, man, I didn't even have a debit card to go get more cash out, and the banks were closed because it was 7.30 at night. So I went to the gym. I worked out. Came home, started playing a little bit of Batman, and within one hour of being home, I fell asleep in my chair. Dang. First <laughs> night God. ever. Dude, it was 10.30 at night I was asleep. Dang. I'll tell you what. Watch John Wick, because I really want to talk to you about it. We need to spoil it. We need to set a time. Now, I don't even care if all three of us go. I, I mean, I have kids. Can't go. One day. One day. One day. You'll Before know. it gets out of theaters. Maybe. How long has it been? I don't Still think it comes on. Like, it's going to be until August, I think, until it comes on DVD. We'll see. Mm. I'll own it. I'll buy them all. So, I will be on the... Now, nah, I don't forgot it. It's a com- brand new comic book podcast called Heroes... True Believers. Oh, geez. What is it called? I'm bringing it up right now. Finest True Believers. World's Finest True Believers. I think that's what it's called. World's finest true believers. It's two of the most, like, the catchiest. Say yeah, world's finest true believers. What's called? It's like uh, the world's finest is like a DC thing, and then true believers is what um, Stanley always called the people who read Marvel. You know? Oh, okay. So, world's finest DC true believers Marvel. Um, really cool name. I don't know why I botched it all of a sudden. Of course, as I'm going to go, hey, I'm going to be on the show. I screwed it up, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be on the World's Finest True Believers podcast uh, coming up in the next few weeks. Um, I believe he said they're kind of booked up. because he's What it is is there's this guy named Chris. He has a comic book podcast. He invites guests from different podcasts and things like that onto the show. And he uh, lets the guests pick the story arc or graphic novel that they're going to um, they cover. So I got something special picked out. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and then I'm going to have him on our show. You know what I'm saying? We'll show swap and go back and forth. And so, uh, that being said, I've been, I was on, I just hit the mic. I was on Trophy Horse 
last week of the week before and i was on uh i'll be on that show coming up soon so be checking those out yeah man anything else We're i good? think We're that's going? it for me well, well, I think, I think I've done enough have to spoil John Wick three, and yeah. I'm gonna stop <laughs> recording now. So, holla, 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 holla. well, welcome for the to farts. get started. We should. <laughs>